Uh, it's just recording. <laughs> Listener, oh wait, no. This podcast may contain contain adult themes and language. Listener discretion is advised. So kids, get the beep out of the room. us we're back welcome yeah welcome this is what episode four yeah so we have we have some news we do oh well yeah right <laughs> well <laughs> just ahead. just just to set it up um we're actually in two different locations right now and so yeah. chris has joined in via skype and we have literally literally been fucking around with trying to figure this out to get the sound good and everything coming through for like three of the most horrible hours of both of our lives. Yeah. So, but we're doing it and we'll see what happens. So whatever, you know, we just yeah. didn't want to put a delay. Like I said on Twitter today, for those of you that are follow us, hint, hint. All right. So let's uh, get into our topic first. So let's do it. All right. So first of all, I want to put a disclaimer on this episode and pretty much any of our episodes, uh, because the phenomena that me and Cody will be discussing, um, we're not completely familiar with, and we may have some things wrong, what whatnot. So if we are wrong, you know, just give us a break. We're here to entertain you. Um, we have never and will never claim to be experts on any of the shit we talk about. But if you do want to provide us corrections in a friendly manner, just uh, tweet us, email us, or Facebook message us. So that wait, so that was a disclaimer that you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I I really thought that your disclaimer was that this topic was particularly like like frightening or vulgar or something, and I was oh, like, yeah. and I was like, but it's really not. Like it's really like so. I was like, like it's really. But now that I heard it, I'm like, okay, okay, now I get it. No, because I just don't want to. Because <laughs> believe me, we're going to be wrong in a lot of things, and I don't want people to think that. Oh, they said this wrong. So this week. We are talking about skinwalkers. Um, um, so skinwalkers, um, we thought it would be a cool topic, kind of appropriate since we both live in the Southwest and since both of us have lived near uh, Native American communities in our lifetime. So in regards to the skinwalkers, there's also a lot of rich history that even comes along with them and a large amount of information you can find online um, well, sort of. We'll get to that, though. So let me tell you, I found some really scary shit out there. So um, there's even a place called Skinwalker Ranch in Utah, which I'm totally intrigued by and would love to visit. It's it's there now? Yeah, um, but it's not, like, dedicated to skinwalkers. It's just dedicated to, like, UFOs and, like, paranormal stuff. Yeah. Oh, but, but, but it's open for public. We could go visit it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I want to do that. Let's go right now. It's not like the one in Vegas. What's it called? The government conspiracy? I was like the bunny ranch. <laughs> <laughs> no. The play uh, bunny so, ranch. No, anyways. So. Yeah. Um, well, so did you, do you want to, I guess, maybe briefly tell what skinwalkers are and then do our alcohol reveal after that? I think we do that. Uh, let's do the alcohol reveal first and then we'll go dive right into our topic. So you're, it's your turn this week to... Uh, Reveal your drink. Oh, okay. All right. Skinwalkers, oh my God, um, are typically um, like Navajo or like Native American witches. 
and they're the ones who kind of become skinwalkers and chris will get more into that um also skinwalkers are um, typically male and you know what do you call a male witch a warlock and i found a an imperial stout brewed with pumpkin and with pumpkin pie spice called warlock oh good for you that's awesome yeah i was super excited and, and, and chris knows me this is like the most heavenly beer like i don't even care if it was called like nothing related to skinwalkers was the actual name of it i still would have bought it because it has pumpkin in it has pumpkin and it's imperial stout so i'm opening this bad boy right now and after the last few hours we have earned this yep and mine this week it actually since i'm in new mexico i picked up some new mexican beer made at la cumbre uh, brewery and it's called mal país stout and (laughs) yeah it's a stout um the reason I picked it is I will actually go into information about Malpais in one of my stories. Um, I'm glad you said that a couple times because all I heard yeah. was blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Malpais, which Mal literally Pais. bad lands, but it's it's used to define um, a structure in the environment like a, a place that has been that has a lot of volcanic rock and it's it's basically rough land. Because of the rock, so that's why they call it Badland, Malpais. Very cool. Oh, and I can even already tell how that's going to tie into this, I think. That's really neat. Yeah. So, um, let me start with our history then. So, what exactly are... I'm actually excited about this because I actually don't know a whole lot. Like, what I said earlier may have sounded smart. That's really all I know. Oh, first let me do this. Okay. Um, This beer is a gigantic bottle. And it's 8.6%, and it is delicious. So get ready for Drunk Cody. All right. So here we go. So, again, what are exactly our skinwalkers? Um, um, actually, the origins of skinwalkers come from the Navajo people who prefer uh, the term Dini or Dine. Um, and it's really a quite complicated and actually pretty scary legend. Um, many people in Navajo culture will not talk or will talk very little about these creatures because they are afraid to attract him or to like that the skinwalkers will seek revenge on them, things of that nature. Um, There is a Navajo term for the creature, but I won't even attempt to pronounce it. (laughs) I actually saw it. Yeah. I was like, nope. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. But it translates to with it, he goes on all fours. So that'll play into (sighs) because they believe that the creature walks on all fours. So, that is really cool. Yeah. According to legend, uh, the Skinwalker is a high-powered priest or medicine man that was chosen to use the power for evil instead of good. So you could consider it a witch, like you said earlier as well. And to become a Skinwalker, those medicine men or priests must kill one of their own family members. <gasps> really? Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. So, so what these creatures are, are uh, they're evildoers with immense supernatural powers that can transform at will into animals. Um, they are said to have the power to steal the skin or body of a person and look like them. Um, but if you're cursed by a skinwalker, the only way to break the curse is by announcing their full name that they had uh, when they were uh, human. And supposedly with that, they will get ill and die. Wow. Okay, so... That's actually been done before. Like, like not. I mean, like other other. I guess legends or movies and stuff have actually used that, where the person's name has the power of the person. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, absolutely. So I wonder if that, if that, like, if the chicken or the egg, like if the Navajo culture originated that or if they borrowed it. I would probably say they originated just because they're such a, a historic, you know, tribes. You know, they've been around for millions of years, probably. So. So you're telling me that not only did we steal their land, we stole their like urban legends. <laughs> exactly. We you are know? terrible people, Chris. Terrible. Uh, urban <laughs> legends? I don't know. It's you may call it that, but they believe it's true. So that's true. That's true. Well, do you know? Like, are you going to get into like? Whenever they wear the skin of the person, is it just like they see the person and assume their identity? Or do they have to kill that person in order to wear their skin? That's why I got a little, I couldn't find a lot of information on that. Um, but to me, it sounded like they just steal their identity and everybody else sees them as that other person. And then they can use that to kill people. Yeah, they attract them because they think they're that other person. And then they will kill them or, you know, curse them or whatever they do, you know. But um, do they have to kill the victim in a certain way, like a ritual or like their family member, I mean? Um, no, but that's kind of like the initiation that turns them into the into the skinwalker, you know. One interesting thing I found that, it, uh, that I found is that because skinwalkers wear the coat of the animal they choose to transform into, Navajo people are forbidden to wear animal skins other than sheep or bucks. Really? Yeah. So, so they can't wear leather? Well, I think I, I, what I got from it is like in ritual or something like that, you know? Oh, oh, okay. So like in their day-to-day job, they could. I, I, I would think so. I don't know. I, I'm not Navajo um, and I could, that's all the information I could get on that. Because you know? I know when I lived by the Navajo Nation, I know I saw some wearing leather sneakers at least. Or cowboy boots. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's even better. Yes, cowboy boots. Yeah. Who has leather sneakers? Oh, never mind. Duh. I'm a dork. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> I'm used to wearing chucks in their canvas. That's why. <laughs> He's just wearing Crocs. <laughs> oh, God, no. Um, yeah, but think of that. Like, if you're a skinwalker, would you want to turn into a sheep? <laughs> like, honestly. Uh, like, yeah, oh, my God, you turn into, like, what's, like, the most pathetic animal? Like, a sloth? And you're like, I'm coming for you. <laughs> they are cute. So yeah, so that's that. Um, because like I said, there's a lot of information on them. And there's actually a whole subreddit dedicated to it on Reddit. And although the Reddit stories are a little bit misleading because people often mistakes, mistake skinwalkers for other crypto, crypto, uh, cryptozoological creatures. <laughs> like Spit it out! Wendigo, and I read even Banshees and The Rake, which are just not the same. Just to clarify, what makes the Skinwalker unique is that it comes specifically from the Navajo people in the southwestern United States. Really? Yeah. I thought it was like more generally Native American, but it's specifically Navajo. Yeah, it's specifically Navajo. I mean, they also mentioned Utes and I think one other tribe that also has some rendition of it, but it's not exactly the same you know interesting so um in the research that i did um i like i said i really encountered some scary shit and let's just say i would no way in hell ever want to meet one of these creatures face to face um i read a list uh online called 14 facts about skinwalkers that will 100 percent scare the shit out of you i won't read all 14 but the link will be in our show notes uh but here's Uh a couple Oh, I'm in the bathroom right now sitting on the toilet, so I'm ready. 
Oh, what? <laughs> to do for it to scare the shit out of you? Yes. Yes, I need <laughs> it. I've been <laughs> constipated. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> well, then you better read that article whenever you need to poop. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a good idea. So, so what are you sharing then? I'm not going to share all 14, but I just wanted to, because I discussed some of that in the histories, but there's two specific ones that were not discussed that I thought were scary AF. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, one was, if you accidentally lock eyes with a skinwalker, they can absorb themselves into your body and take control of your actions. <gasps> right? That's scary. <laughs> and the second one was, uh, skinwalkers are also said to be able to run incredibly long distances and super humanly fast some say over 200 miles in one evening wow and no fucking thank you um no i'm not fucking with that you know do you know how much money you would save on airfare if you were a skinwalker because you could literally just be like well here i go and just run and, and be there <laughs> yeah but you're working for whatever you want to call for evil power you know you're not working for good well i mean <laughs> you get free airfare i mean it's kind of like one of those things how far are you willing to go well, I mean, yeah, if you were shape-shifting into, like, an eagle or, I don't know, a vulture or something, maybe. Ooh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, so let's now tell some scary stories about skinwalkers, shall we? So skinwalkers scare you? Yeah. Uh, the more I read about them, like, at first I was like, oh, they're just, like, some cryptozoological creature. And it's like, meh, whatever, no big deal. But then the more I read about them... It just kind of got ingrained in my mind. And these stories are really freaky, you know. And the thing is, there's been way too many encounters and way too much unexplainable stuff, kind of like ghosts or other phenomena, you know. So it's just like there's no explanation other than that, you know. Wow. So I wanted to, I was going to ask mm -hmm. if that's, this is something that after your research and everything, if you actually believe that skinwalkers may exist now do you want to get into that now or do you want to share your examples first before getting Let's into share your the stories and then i will talk about my uh, position and then you'll, you can talk about yours oh yeah that's that okay all right so uh back to the stories um so this story will be lo uh, technically local to me and cody it's from outside of mesa arizona uh for which of the uh, for which, for those of you that don't know, it's about 15, 20 miles from central Phoenix. Um, this story comes from a guy named Levi. He said he went camping with two of his Native American friends who conducted a, uh, when they got to the campgrounds, they got the, pretty there late at night, like about 9 p.m., and they conducted a protection ritual for, for them and told him never to go anywhere alone. Um, they also told him that 3 a.m. is when spirits are more active. Uh, maybe that's why I remember in our ghost episode that that girl said that the witching hour was. <laughs> remember that? That's exactly right, and we were all like yeah. talking about time zones and shit. <laughs> yeah. So they, yeah, they told them 3 a.m. is when the spirits are more active. So um, around 2 a.m. that morning, uh, after you know hanging out, camping stuff, they heard the beating of the drum, which the his Native American friends said was a sign of a skinwalker. They just heard it, like, in the middle of nowhere? Yeah. That is scary. Could you imagine just hearing a drum? Like, dum, yeah. dum, dum. Oh, that is fucked up. Yeah. And then an hour later at 3 a.m., they detected the smell of wet dog, which they also said was a sign of a skinwalker. After that night, they did spend the night there. Uh, the next day, they decided to move to another campsite. And the author, Levi, states, as he was sitting in the back of the pickup truck, 
um, that they were in, he saw a Rottweiler walking on its hind legs to the camp that they had just left. And then when they were driving, it started running towards them at a superhuman speed. And then once they turned the corner, it disappeared. On its hind legs still? Or did it go to all fours? No. On its hind legs. <laughs> that is so fucked up. Can you imagine like this Rottweiler's hind legs like, <laughs> like chasing after you? Didn't isn't, isn't that the act that almost won America's Got Talent this week? <laughs> the dog on his hind legs. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty oh. sure. So basically, she's training skinwalkers. I got <laughs> it. I got it. No, but that's scary because like Rottweilers are pretty big dogs. On like on its hind legs, it'd probably be about five feet. You know. It would be and horrifying. Least, yeah, I would be shitting my pants so that's story number one what did you think Cody? well well so how long did it chase them and if, it, if it's that fast it, but it still never caught them in the truck were they just flooring it yeah they floored it and like i said when they turned the corner that's when it disappeared wow i'm just imagining like the skinwalker rottweiler where hundreds of years ago they could always catch their victims and nowadays they're like Fuck cars. And he's, like, he's, all, he's all exhausted, like, oh, oh my god, this sucks. I don't know. That's creepy though. What didn't he have a did he have a friend that can can like agree or say that they also saw the same thing? Um that one no. He uh, supposedly he's the only one that saw it. They were they were just driving away. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I it reminds me <laughs> the pickle truck reminds me of uh the end of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Where the girl is in the back of the pickup truck looking behind her and freaking Leatherface is with chasing the truck with her, his chainsaw. And he can't run fast enough, so he just gets mad and throws the chainsaw on the, on the, on the ground. <laughs> that, I've never seen it, but that's actually realistic. You're from Texas. You need to watch this movie. It's too scary. It really is. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's great. Anyways, so that was story number one. Um, I liked it. Number two. Um, since, so since I'm from New Mexico and obviously currently here, I thought we, it would be appropriate to discuss a story from here. This one takes place in El Mal País, New Mexico. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, that's that word, the Badlands thing. Yeah, Mal País. So this one takes place in Mal País, New Mexico, which is around two hours north of Albuquerque near uh, Native American Reservation. Um, the writer in this one was left nameless, um, and they went camping as well. So I don't know if these are the things that are typically found while camping. So that, I thought that's pretty weird. Uh, but they went camping in this area where, like I said, there's a lot of volcanic ra- uh, rock. It was him and some friends, and what? And while they were out like hiking and stuff, like he made a dumb statement along the lines of, "It's like I wonder if there are skinwalkers here," which of course totally freaked everybody out, you know. So, note to anyone, if you have to ask, they are probably there. I'm just saying, you know. Well, does, does saying that maybe summon them? I think so. I would think so. You don't, you never want to attract that shit, you know. Um, after that night, they camped out. And after the night at camp, they were heading back to Albuquerque. And one of the campers said that they had a weird experience, stating that in the morning when he got up to pee, after he turned around, um, after he peed, he turned around and said he saw an old Native American man who looked scraggly turn into a coyote, and then it ran up to him, him full speed, and then got in front of his face and asked him for a ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's funny, but at the same time, that would scare the shit out of me. No, I'm just like, 
a skinwalker's like, hey, dude, can I bum a ride? I was like, what do you say to that? Like, you're fast. Do it. Run yourself. <laughs> well, he states later that he woke up and couldn't remember if it was a dream or if it actually happened. The guy who experienced it clearly remembered that there was a small uh, amount of snow on the ground, which there was, which makes them believe that it was actually happening rather than it being in his dreams. Well, so what did he say to the hitchhiker, Skinwalker? He just, he froze. No pun intended because it was so <laughs> That was good. Yeah, that was good. I thought that's pretty creepy too, you know? That's that's very creepy. It's like It's like the one thing that's interesting is it sounds like a lot of these stories kind of have a central kind of, I don't know about theme, but something about them that kind of connects them all, which I think is interesting. Yeah. Um, earlier today, I sent you, did you get to watch that video I sent you, Cody? I did. Yeah. And we'll place this, a link to it in our show notes. Um, it supposedly shows a skinwalker. I mean, it is a creepy figure, but it's honestly hard to make out, but it definitely looks large and is an animal that's on all fours, I think. What did you think about it, Cody? I don't know. Okay. It's only like 45 seconds. I can go ahead and just wait on in that part now. And, and at first, it's kind of like, well, what the fuck is that? But there were two things is that it didn't, it wasn't so weird that it made me really question. Like if someone would have just said, you know, saw this mountain lion outside of New Mexico, I would have been like, oh, okay. So it wasn't weird enough to make me really question. But also, I tend to find that these videos that show some kind of phenomena that is controversial, mm-hmm. the whoever's fucking controlling the camera... It literally, it gives you the worst diarrhea and motion sickness ever. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but whenever you record a video, you can at least keep it reasonably still. But this camera is literally like, woo, and it's all over the place. And I've watched other videos that I went and looked at for other things. And it just seems like these videos that record that do that. And it's like, it's so like, and I don't even get motion sickness, but I actually got nauseous watching that video. Hold the fucking camera still. Because because if you watch the video, the animal is not moving at first. Like for the first like 30 seconds, it's really not going anywhere. But the camera is literally having a seizure. Um, yeah. So like I said, reading about all this stuff today uh, just really freaked me out. I think I may just have to say some prayers and burn some sage just to make sure I don't attract any of this shit. <laughs> he, he actually texted me today and he actually told me that he's like, I'm actually scared, and I really may have to burn some sage before I go to bed. It was great. <laughs> so, yeah, that being said, I do believe something like this is real. I don't know if I would say they look as many people have claimed that they look, but I believe that people can make deals with evil forces, or in some cases, if you want to call him the devil, whatever, in order to have supernatural powers and strength, you know, just for their own personal personal uh, satisfaction or whatever you want to call it. Um, either way, I think that it's, it really says a lot that the, uh, the Navajo people don't like to speak about them. And if they do, again, uh, you know, they are afraid of the repercussions. And, and, and for example, you know, like UFOs, there are numerous accounts. And for skinwalkers, for many, skinwalkers are the only logical explanation for these sightings, you know. Um, but next time I'm driving down a long stretch of highway across the Native American reservation, you bet your ass I'll be watching my back. Let me tell you what. <laughs> oh my God, you're gonna see something. I just, I'm. I, it makes me actually really, like, happy or interested that you believe in it now. That after you read it, because I knew at the beginning when we talked about it, 
I was like, well, is this going to be, you know, kind of like Simulacra, our first podcast, um, where we kind of both don't believe, but, but you actually kind of came around to this one. Yeah. Well, I mean, kind of like with the psychic too, you remember, uh, last week, oh, I, yeah. I kind of went in half-assed and then by the time we're done, I was like, yeah, she said some things that didn't match up, but there's a lot that I really believed about her, you know? That's true. Look how we're like doing these little shout outs to previous episodes in hopes that people will be interested and go watch them. Listen to them. You mean. Yeah, oh, oh, I did say watch. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's next? You, you, you tell me, you tell me what, oh, what I'm next. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, um, normally it would be kind of my turn to go into my debunking, which I will, but, um, I actually lived in Page, Arizona for a year, um, and my sister lived there for seven or eight years, and so I would visit them all the time. And that's up right by the border of um, Arizona and Utah. And for people who don't know, it's literally like surrounded by the Navajo Nation. Um, and so whenever I moved there, I admit, I had never heard that a skinwalker was even a thing. You know, because like Chris had said earlier, it was something where um, it really is just a Navajo Southwest kind of thing. And so if and, and, and they don't want to talk about it either. And so it's something that's just a little more, I would say, um, I don't know, private or taboo. Yeah, taboo or just it's kind of localized to this area. And as soon as I get to Page, though, there were people that who would tell me stories. And I will say that they were uh, people that were not Navajo because I've never heard a Navajo. And I actually met a lot of them because they make up, I would say, 60, 70 percent of the population in Page. But they did. But like Chris said, they don't talk about it. But some of the the whiteies that I friended talked about it a lot. They weren't afraid to talk about them. No, no. I actually I actually reached out to a particular friend. Um, I actually can't say um, her name, but she's incredible. So if she listens to this hi. But I will not say anything other than that. And so she actually had three of her own stories that happened to her. Because I actually said, like, was this like a friend of a friend of a cousin of a nephew? And she was like, no, no, no. These are me. And I was like, okay, all right. Um, so she, she shared with me three stories. And, I, and actually, they're pretty quick. So I'm just going to go into each one of them. But remember how I had said that, like, your other ones, um, like, they kind of had a central theme well, one of these is going to be creepily familiar to you, Chris. You said they're rather short. You're an author. You're an author. Expand on them. Oh, I'm gonna <laughs> just wait two hours later, and I'm going to finish the first one. So <laughs> she basically said that one of her examples is that she was out in the boonies, so basically outside of Page somewhere, and two of the five people in the truck, and she was one of them. I made sure saw something running alongside the truck, oh. and so I was pushing for distance and for distance for um for details and she said that the running thing was like a coyote or wolf but faster and she actually said the word loping she said it was literally loping alongside the truck and her and someone else actually saw it running alongside the truck and i don't know if she's ever looked up um skinwalkers but the little bit of research i said is um, um that i saw said that skinwalkers typically take the shape of wolves and so it was really interesting that kind of correlation and also with yours about you know this truck driving away and something chasing it that it seems like weird because at first i was like you know it seems like with all these stories and all that you ever hear the skinwalker is trying to kill people 
But no one ever gets killed. They just kind of mess with you. But maybe they're like Pennywise where they just kind of have fun fucking with people. Yeah. In other stories, too, I read they're like, um, like what you would read in literature, like tricksters, you know? Oh, okay. Okay. They're just like messing with you. But at some point, I think, you know, they have to do their evil deed as well. Yeah, so I, I just thought it was interesting that of all the words she used to describe a coyote or wolf running was loping, because that's something that wolves, you know, don't do, you know, so that that was interesting. Loping sounds funny to me, only because one of our colleges in Arizona, the Grand Canyon University, they're the lopes. So, so their mascot are skinwalkers. <laughs> they're antelopes. <laughs> what if, oh, oh, <laughs> like the, the GCU skinwalkers. <laughs> Ew, that would be creepy. Oh that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Well, I have um, I have two more stories um, that I'll get through, and it's from the same person. And she, and she swears. She swears up and down that these actually happened. Did she actually write it or did her daughter? Um, She wrote it. She wrote it. Remember? Tell, because, me, tell that story. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so, so <laughs> yeah, okay. I reached out to my friend, and I was like, hey, do you mind telling me these stories? And she wasn't, like, nervous or scared about telling me about the skinwalkers. She was just insecure about her writing. And so she was like, well, my daughter likes writing and she kind of wants to be a writer. So I'll just have her tell you the story. And I'm like, and I was like, okay. I was like, and I think that's really funny. But I'm like, girl, I just need two, three sentences. Like, just tell me the gist of it. I'm a writer. I can lie. I can fill in the blanks. Like, like just, just tell me. But she was really so paranoid. Like, especially for a podcast that, like, her story would come on and it wouldn't, like, you know, hold up to some of the other stories. And she was like really nervous, which was really cute. Yeah. Well, she better listen to this. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, she's She actually messaged me and said she's listening to episode one right now. Yay. I know. We got a fan. Yeah. So, okay. Story number two, and I'll get through these really quick so I can get into debunk mode, is that okay. she said that um she one day she was driving home mm -hmm. um, and it was about 1 a.m., almost a witching hour. And she saw a very creepy man standing on the corner, leaning against the like the 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 telephone pole. And she commented to a friend about it, and the friend said, "What guy?" And whenever she looked, the guy was gone, like basically out of nowhere. Um, Zebulon the cat just knocked over everything on the table. Um, anyway, so basically the the person the person was gone. But two, she said that the reason she was kind of creeped out is she said that from a distance, the person was an old man. But whenever they got closer, like he got younger as they got closer to him. So he actually like so she like aged. he like Benjamin Button in front of her. Yeah, yeah exactly. He Benjamin Button right in front of her, and so she was like, "Okay, who's that?" And then he was gone. Every time you say "who's that," I'm thinking new phone. Who dis? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> New phone, who dis? That's freaky. Do you, like, to see somebody age backwards in front of your eyes? Right, exactly. And she said that the person that she was with never saw the person. That is really weird. Yeah, I thought it was really weird. And then she said the third one was that she and a friend were driving around town. And in, in, that sounds weird, but in Paige. In Paige, there's nothing, nothing else to do, to do except yeah. do that or go to the lake. Yeah, exactly. People go to the lake. Oh, they just really just drive around. And she said that they saw a very, very strange dog with blue eyes. And she said it was big, very pretty, but something extremely odd about it that she couldn't quite put her finger on. But she said then, so, but it was still like, it's a dog, it's a weird dog. But she said that they drove all over town and they saw it three different times. And each time 
the area that they were in was not even close to the previous area that they were in. And she said that the last time they saw it, it was watching them through a hole in a fence in a trailer park. Oh. And she said that she was telling a different friend about it the next day. And that friend said that they saw the same creature in two different locations. Oh my God. That literally, literally, literally made the hair stand up on my arms right now. Did it really? Yeah, that's freaky. Because like dogs, I mean, are smart, but him like peering through a fence at you, that's really scary. Especially seeing this. And she said that there was no way that it could have been like, you know, they saw three different dogs that kind of looked the same. She was like, it was the, it was weird enough that it was the same dog. And so, and I, and I was like, you better be telling me the truth, girl. And she's like, I swear, I swear. <laughs> Well, and if not, they worked good for this show. So, <laughs> uh, true, true. And and this and this like and the thing is that you know how you have those friends or family that yeah. are almost too honest. You like they'll really like regardless of if it's appropriate, filtered or not. Like they're <laughs> they're so honest that that's the way she is, and I love that about her. And that's the one thing that's kind of weird is that I don't think that she would just make this up. I mean, yeah. Why would she? What what benefit would she get out of that? You know. Um, to be on an amazing podcast. <laughs> well, we're not using her name, so nobody knows who she is anyways. <laughs> that is true. And, and I knew about these stories, like, you know, several years ago before the podcast was even a fetus. <laughs> so let's get into, let's get into my debunking. Yeah, debunk away, sir. Debunk away. I have, I have a couple of, th actually, I have four points here, but some of them are kind of related. But the first one is actually my own. And it was kind of like, if you were to tell me about the Skinwalkers and told me some of the lore and some of the history, this was my immediate gut reaction. And here's what it is, is that um, there were things in the articles that I had read that said that with Skinwalkers, the safest place is home. That home is a haven. Home is the refuge. Home is the place you have to be. And what I immediately thought of was hundreds of years ago, whenever your, you know, hot, slutty Navajo daughter keeps sneaking out of her, whatever they, the hut or whatever it was, the mud hut window and going and sleeping with guys. Uh -huh. how, how the hell are you going to get her to stay inside? And it's like, well, kind of like with other fairy tales and other things, the reason you say that is to exert a measure of control. It's, it's like a fairy tale because... Like fairy tales are told for like almost more, it's almost like a morality tale. If you do this, this is gonna happen to you. Exactly, and so that daughter that snuck out and was a big whore for the second daughter, you're like, okay, bitch, like we're not gonna have you doing the same thing. So as you raise her, you say, well, home is your refuge, home is your safe place, and if you're Cody out put past the dark, home. I put the. Uh -oh. <laughs> The, the, uh, this girl, the one that they're the the one that caused the story is the hoe, and so that I can see the parents saying, if you know, basically, if you sneak out after midnight, the skinwalkers are going to get you, and the only safe place is home. And if you're telling little kids that, you're going to scare the shit out of them, and it's going to make them stay inside. Well, that's that's like my. I remember when we were first starting a podcast, I wanted to do something on uh, the legend of La La Llorona. Um, mm. Is a pretty scary story on its own, but it definitely is one of those stories that they tell you. As a kid, that way you can either go to bed on time, eat your food, or just make sure that you're home before the uh, sun sets, you know? Exactly. That's exactly it. I will counter that in that some of the stories that I read is that they would 
sneak around your house, peek through your windows, and try to, uh, you know, make eye contact with you and things of that nature. Yeah, and, and actually, I saw a couple things that said that at times they will kind of threaten the home, but for yeah. the most part, home is the safe place. What's the home song from Beauty and the Beast? There's no place like there's a home song in Beauty and the Beast? Belle sings it at the beginning. It's called Home. Little town, there's a quiet village. Every day, like the one before. Little town, such a big rhyme drunk. You're hilarious. Yay, oh, sorry. people finally got to hear your voice. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that was terrible. So, okay, I'm moving on because no more singing. But it's, wait, that song is called Home? I thought it was called, like, um, um, it's just, it's just called Bell. The opening song is just called Bell. No, I think Home is from the actual musical and not the movie. Uh, I've never seen it. Oh, my God. Yay. Anyways, moving on. Anyway, okay. There was actually, oh God, this is so cool. Whenever, whenever, whenever Chris threw out um, Skinwalkers, I was kind of like unsure about it as a topic. But then I read this and I was like, this is such a cool debunk kind of thing. Is that there was actually a condition called lycanthropy. It's a psychiatric condition where people actually think that they are animals. Let me clarify that. Not, not that you're oh, wrong. Oh, sure, sure. You're definitely correct. There is clinical lycanthropy, um, which, according to Wikipedia, is defined as the rare psychiatric syndrome that involves a delusion that the affected person can transform and into and has transformed into an animal. But lycanthropy, like the original, is because werewolves, the quote-unquote, um, I don't know if you want to call it a scientific name, is lycanthrope. So that's why I always think of uh, lycanthropy in uh, comparison to werewolves or in regards to werewolves. Wow. Okay, you were way too smart for your own good. <laughs> so you're, you're, you're talking about clinical lycanthropy. Uh, exactly, clinical lycanthropy. And so it actually sounds like there are cases where people have, you know, gone out and, and acted or behaved like skinwalkers or these things because of a mental illness that they may have. And that's something that they said could explain a lot of these sightings or things is that, is, is that it's basically people with mental illnesses, which is sad, but that makes a lot of sense to me because you see someone out there who looks creepy and is behaving in this way, and that could really explain it. And I thought that was really, really fucking cool. Yeah. Well, skinwalkers were, all, were also known to eat human flesh, and there's also a psychiatric condition where that also happens as well. And, and one thing, too, getting into kind of the psychiatric aspect is that in indigenous communities, they don't have a lot of resources when it comes to mental health. So, you know, if you're growing up hearing about skinwalkers and you have a mental illness and it's not addressed, that may put two and two together, you know? That's true. That's really true. Wow, that's a really good point. Thanks for thanks for joining the debunking side. <laughs> but the, the fourth and final point I have is that, and this is this kind of goes like what I had read said that wolves were the most common thing that skinwalkers kind of became, or kind of the most common sightings were wolves. And this actually said that wolves have been mankind's most feared predator throughout Europe and North America. So it's not at all surprising that sufferers of clinical lycanthropy 
would manifest as werewolves and as skinwalkers in North America. And I thought that was really cool. And I was like, I didn't know that wolves were the most feared predator. But I guess if you're thinking, you know, several hundred years ago through time, like they would be terrifying. So that, that's all I got. Um, do you have anything that you wanted to, to say about it? I personally would need to look further into um, clinical lycanthropy because that is a new term to me. And that is actually a new uh, psychological diagnosis that I had never heard of. But it's actually in the DSM, um, which is the the manual for diagnosing. Uh, Did you just look it up? No, um, I, I just looked up a little bit about it. Yeah, but it's actually in the DSM-4, which is the... Um, I can't remember what it is, but it's the manual that that has all the listing of all the mental um, conditions and whatnot. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, that makes me happy then. So is that is is that is that it? Is that everything we have? Oh uh, no! Did you forget BS Weekly? Oh, I did forget BS Weekly. <laughs> uh, so BS Weekly. This was really tough, only because. BS, well, for me, BS Weekly is hard to come by this week because um, there's not a lot of current news on Skinwalkers. Uh, but I found something a little bit amusing from about three years ago, um, and it was from a news source here in New Mexico. Um, there was actually a picture circulating Facebook of a supposed Skinwalker that was photoed in uh, Cuba, New Mexico. Uh, the picture showed this weird thing on the side of the road, uh, you know, on all fours. Uh, supposedly, a geologist was working in the area and quit after an encounter with this strange creature. Well, shortly after the story uh, came out, it was actually debunked and was found to be a short uh, a shot. Actually, the, the picture is found to be a shot from a 1980 sci-fi movie called Extro. Uh, <laughs> which I thought was funny. That so, is amazing. Wait, what's the movie called? I'm looking it up right now. Extro, X-T-R-O. My uh, response to that was, it just goes to show how quickly bullshit can spread on social media, you know? <laughs> That's true. Oh, my God. Okay, if you haven't seen a picture of this movie, it actually kind of looks like some of the Skinwalker pictures I've seen. It's like this creature walking on all fours with its body kind of twisted. Yeah, some random lady posted a picture of this, and then it just went viral, like, on Facebook, you know? So the whole thing was a hoax. Like, the guy never quit the job or anything. Like, the whole thing was made up. Yeah, people are just making stories up left and right about it. You know? Wow. At first I thought you were saying he really saw something, but what he saw were just people messing with him. But the entire story was fake. Yep, exactly. So, and that is your week in Skinwalkers. Dun, dun, dun. I hope people got something out of it because I know, I think I probably learned more tonight than I have for any other podcast. Really? Yeah, because I didn't know a lot of this stuff. And I think, yeah, I, I think that's what we need moving forward is kind of just choosing things that maybe you may know more or vice versa, you know? The problem with that is, is I don't know anything. So... <laughs> <laughs> You're such a loss. So we can pick any topic. <laughs> yeah. So that is that it? Uh, pretty much, yeah. I just, you know, want to thank, of course, all our listeners, as usual, um, you know, all our Potter family because there's lots of you that have just been supporting us a lot and of course we love you guys and uh, if you want to get a hold of us um we're on twitter our handle is at bs pod phx on facebook it's facebook.com slash bs pod phx or you can email us at 
bspod at gmail.com. bspodphx at gmail.com? Yeah. Oh, okay. You just said bspod, and I was like, I think there's a phx at the end of it. bspodphx at gmail.com. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. So um, did you did you need to do any specific shout-outs to other podcasts? Well, I mean, our usual, you know, um, Stephen and Sanderson, because they always support us. And uh, today in listening to the podcast, they called us our uh, called us their brothers in podcasting. So, yeah, you know, like, and though we don't know them, they, we've become a quick little tiny podcasting family. I think that we would really be sisters, but I guess brothers is OK. Well, there's three boys and one girl. So whatever. <laughs> That's what you think. Don't gender identify me. Oh my God! Don't even start that. <laughs> Anything from you, Cody? Um, well, I just echo everything you said. Thanks to everybody, um, and I think you have all my information online. Find my novel. Just search my name on Amazon and buy books. That would be great. And that's all I got. All right. So uh, two more weeks, and we will have another good show for you. Until then. Bye. <laughs>